Gotta love our patrons. Claire G, Carson C, Jacqueline M, Matthew J, and Big Time Jim. Get your name shouted out at the beginning of our episode and support the podcast. Patreon.com slash whatremember. Get exclusive episodes that you can't get on our normal feed. We just put up a What Remember for the movie War Games, and you can get early access to episodes of Andy Loves Chips. Thanks. Movies are made for dum-dums. I'm convinced of it. I think people make a movie for someone who has never, ever seen any other film. Yeah. It's like their first time seeing a movie, so that's why trailers had to be dumb. Well, that, <laughs> honestly, you might have a point there, because I think I might, if like, someone's 20 now, they might not yeah. have seen some of these things. I bet the average person only watches like three movies a year. Like the regular run of the mill mom, like my mom and dad, like they probably like watch you mean three go, films. Go to the theater or rent it, or yes, view it in some way, shape, or form. And when like the because so we watch we, a lot more than we that. do. <laughs> it's always fun. Like the Oscars come out and people are like, have you heard of this movie? It's like, yeah, of course I have. It's like one of the biggest movies ever. It's like, oh, I just heard about it. Like La La Land. <laughs> have you seen this La La Land? It's called. It's like La La Land. <laughs> La 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 Land. La 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 Land. And I'm just like, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, we've seen I know it. of th- uh, three billboards outside of Missouri. I know. Yeah, <laughs> you're not the first one to talk to you about the Florida Project, Mom. <laughs> Wait, what's that? My name is Bradley Jones. I'm Andrew Moldenhauer. And this is not a movie review podcast, but a podcast where I remember what happened in a movie I haven't seen in a very a very long time. Ma. This is what we remember about election. Hell yeah. Were there two or three bad guys in Home Alone? And who was that forgetful fish in Finding Nemo? Join us as we're watching films. See what we remember and what memories we killed. Let's start the show. Here we go. Tag team back again. <laughs> How bad do you want to call this movie erection? I mean, I'm gonna get that out of my system. Uh, a nine out of ten. Nine erections out of ten. I, I mean, they knew erection. what they were doing when they called it this. Come yeah, on. Of course they did. Come on. <laughs> you put Matthew Broderick. I mean, wait a second. Uh, yeah. I meant Reese Witherspoon. I Ooh. swear. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> With her spoon. Classic joke. I'm the only one who figured it out. Yeah, no, no one else is making that. this joke. No first one else time. is catching up on a... First time on the spoon. podcast and first time forever. We also have other people in this movie? Yeah, there are some other people in this movie. She, he's, She's running against somebody, right? Like, yeah. like a, a jockey dum-dum? A jockey dum-dum boy? Oh, it's Chris Klein. Chris Klein. It is Chris Klein. And, and then there's another girl who's an, who's really not... She's never been in anything else, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Never been kissed. She, mm, well, she wasn't in that. <laughs> <laughs> that was on TV the other day, and I was like, oh, this movie's kind of okay. Sp- spoilers, though. She gets kissed, right? Oh, yeah. Luke okay. Wilson smooches... Ooh. Was that home fries? I don't know. The same thing. Oh, that is home fries. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, do you want some fries with that? And he's like, <laughs> is home fries a sequel to Good Burger, or which one came first? Is a prequel? Um, if I know for a fact that home fries came out after, <laughs> but it could be a prequel film. You don't know. It could be a prequel. How do they make these fries? <laughs> 
So we have election. We have it takes place in a skill. In a skill. And it's election season, Abby. Yep. And someone's running for president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it like their first time or is it re-election? But this movie's called Election, so I think it Well you can get Ooh. re-elect you can get elected in your re-election. That's true. I think she's already been like the crass the crass president. The crass crown. The crass crown. <laughs> the crass president. <laughs> yeah, I um She's got a name too, because it's like plastered all over the school and billboards and banners and stuff. Vote for this person. Vote for Yo, Vote for Stacy. Stacy. I don't know. I just made that up. Yeah. Vote for Craig, Craig, uh, she's always She's wearing like uh, a like a skirt suit the uh-huh. entire time. Yeah. Plaid skirt and like a you know that nineties like it looks like headband. a school uniform dealy. Yeah, but I don't think there is a school uniform. Mm-hmm. It's one... just like cute Christian girl, yeah. Um, school uniform. Mm-hmm. And I think what's happening is, yes, the election starting. She's running, and there's not really someone running against her right. at the beginning. It's just like her all the way. Matthew Broderick hates her, right? Yes. Well, he I doesn't why. at first. He doesn't at first, but he, I think he just gets annoyed with her because she's. She's too much. She's too much for mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, and she has to work with the faculty, right? Yes. She has so to work with yeah. him in particular. Yeah. He's not the principal. He's just uh, He's like a, a history science teacher. teacher. Yeah, a history teacher. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there's always this like undertone of them being nice to each other, but them really just hating each other and wanting to tear their faces off. Yes. Tear their own face off, yeah. It definitely gets to that point later on in the movie. And Matthew Broderick narrates us through the film, correct? I we think hear he, his, yeah, uh, he we does. We hear his voice a little yeah. bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's got some things at home, too, where his... His wife is uh, not, not getting the goods, not giving up the goods. Right. And their marriage is very rocky. Mm, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how... I feel like I'm going to jump, like take like fine. leaps into this movie that's but... just i mean i don't know how the first thing starts but i know there's like the big moments of like the voting yes. mishaps or whatever okay so before yeah. that happens yeah um matthew broderick wants he he ends up um talking chris klein who's a he's a football star but for during the season he got a serious leg injury and he's in a cast the entire movie so he's no longer doing football so Matthew Broderick convinces him to run against her, against Stacy, for class president. Because he's more easily manipulatable or something like that? He's... he's Or just like they, anybody they but her. They paint him as a dumb jock, and he just basically says, like, wouldn't you like to just be president of everyone? And it, it doesn't take much convincing for him to accept this position. Yeah, because he's a dumb dumb. He's a very big dumb dumb. You say anything to him, and he'll be like, yeah, I want that. Yeah. I'll do that, no problem. He's got that Chris Klein, you got like, coach. very quiet kind of polite voice is kind of annoying yeah <laughs> he's not like a... the same character in uh american pie i mean there's definitely a reason why he didn't succeed in movies right people just yeah. like stop wanting him to be and stuff yeah he's not he's not good after rollerball it was like uh-uh right nah <laughs> you're done <laughs> have you seen that classic uh bit where he's trying to audition for mamma mia no oh my god the most it's... recent mamma mia uh, yeah. Here we go again. So, mama, how could I forget you? Mama Mia. 
He's auditioning you know, for that. You know there's a Mamma Mia 2 coming out? Oh. Do you know what the subtitle of it's called? Papa Pia. <laughs> <laughs> it's just called Here We Go Again. <laughs> Missed opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Anyway, he's auditioning for it, and he's singing a song, and he cannot sing at all. And he gives it his best shot, and uh, it just doesn't really work out. And then Funnier Die did a spoof where they had him come back and re-audition for Mamma Mia. That's like a spoof video. Don't really remember what happens in that one, but it's very entertaining watching him try to audition for this movie. Poor Chris Klein. Yeah. I mean, he had a good run. Yeah, I mean, he got paid for every American Pie film. Yeah. I mean, you find a franchise. And I mean, you you're in gl- three of those or four of those. So I think there's five. And then there's well, like offshoot ones that don't count. I think there's four. There's four And then there's a couple ones, And there's a bunch of like. Yeah, it's like band camp. Yeah. <laughs> Bachelor like... party. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> American Pie's last school outing. <laughs> yeah. Like, huh? What is this? School days. The, oh, the Naked Mile. That's for sure one. It's like, what is this? There's band camp and the Naked Mile, I think. Yuck. Yuck. American Pie, American Pie 2. Can't make those movies in 2018. Is American Pie 3 just American Wedding? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Wow. I guess he's in those three. He's in Rollerball. He's in this movie. He was in a... I mean, if you're going to be in five movies, that's that's, that's pretty not good. That's pretty I'd say good. that's a success. Yeah, you, you definitely pulled the, the wool over somebody's eyes on that one. <laughs> you skated by the system to those movies. Yeah. You got, you got paychecks to be on set for those? Yeah. Hey, can you look this way while I act in five movies? And then someone was like, wait a second. Wait. Why is this guy in here? <laughs> they keep getting into the editing room. The guy in American Pie <laughs> 1's like, this actor's bad. I hope he's not in the sequel. Why'd they get that guy again? Oh, my gosh. I got to write a note. He's in the third one? Oh, my God. Why have I edited all three American Pie films? <laughs> what have I done with out? my life? <laughs> But he fits his role he, in this he's film. He's perfect in this movie because mm-hmm. it works. Yeah. And he has a sister who is a lesbian. Not from another mister? Wait, what? Not a step, stepdaughter? Stepsister? Mm, it might be a stepsister. I think it's is a biological sister. anybody who's famous or became famous? No. She is not someone who became famous. No. As far as I know. Watch. She's in like remember, a bunch of movies. Probably. <laughs> I can't remember any other characters, actors in this movie. I think there's some like faculty guys that are like comedians from that thing like you know him from that thing Here, or whatever here's the thing i watched this movie a couple of years ago and i remember thinking while i was watching it that there there are four people in this movie maybe three that don't feel like the right person for the role and they're also like non-actor people and they they have like good like big speaking parts like his wife is not an actress uh, that that anybody would know. The lady that he cheats on with, she's also not someone that anybody would know. And then Chris Klein's sister. So I don't know if like these people worked with the director and writer, who I also don't know. He's famous. He's he is famous. famous. Yeah. Uh, is it um not John Hughes? It feels like a John Hughes movie could... almost. Oh, no. Oh, I don't know. Oh, some guy. We'll figure it out in part yeah, two. Yeah, we'll get it. It has a very stylized look and tone, and the writing is tight. Yes. It's a lot of... There's no unimportant dialogue in this film. It all has purpose. It all serves the character. Right. So basically, the election starts. I think uh, there's a, there's a bit where Chris Klein's sister ends up wanting to run for Yeah, there's a, a triple, triple dipple. Yeah, she ends up wanting to run as well. I can see her profile on my face now. It's a very nothing face. 
But mm-hmm. I forget. I'll, maybe I'll think of what movie she's in by the time it gets back to me. But she's wearing very like nineties. She's like, got very long hair, baggy clothes. Mm-hmm. She still has that grunge look, even though it's like later nineties. Later nineties. I see ya. See ya later. <laughs> there's definitely, and this is not important, but there's like a lunchroom scene where she's where Reese Witherspoon's going around like With, passing she, out she buttons has a spoon? and stuff. Uh, no. Oh, we made that joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to reiterate. Yeah. Just in case someone started the podcast in the middle of it and missed that joke at the beginning. You know how like, you hit the button to fast forward through the ads at the beginning? You're uh-huh. like, maybe someone went too far. Yeah. So yeah. I had to do it again for them. That's for that one guy. Or Gail. Um, or, or Gwail. And this is like the first bit where she realizes that Chris Klein's running. She doesn't understand why he's running for president. And she thinks someone put him up to it, which is true. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she... I think she... I don't think it's a secret. I think Matthew Broderick does say that he convinced Chris Klein to run as well. And basically it says, like, it'll be good for you, you know, to have someone to run against. For the Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But she was, like, fake happy about it or whatever. Right. She's very angry. Because she thinks she's, like... She was guaranteed the spot. Now it's... Yeah. She is fake happy. Or fake happy. But now she but... has to work a little harder. Mm-hmm. They do uh, give their speeches about uh, what they're going to do as class president. Mm-hmm. Sandy was high school football rules, what Chris Klein says, right? And then Socrates gets into yes. that. Yes. <laughs> <That> thing. <laughs> I think that is the same thing here. Like, Chris Klein gives, like, a really crappy speech. And then, basically, I mean, he's, like, a football star. So mm-hmm. everyone kind of loves him regardless. Let's go Panthers. Right. speech or something like that. Right. <laughs> he talks about his injury a lot. He's playing on a sympathy vote. And he's mm-hmm. sort of likable. Yeah. But also, isn't he, like, cheating on his girlfriend, like, sleeping with all the ladies and, like, even, like, Reese Witherspoon? No, no, oh, okay. not that I know of. Okay. Oh, I think there is an a plot line where Reese Witherspoon spreads a rumor that he's sleeping with some girl that his sister actually loves. Oh, his sister, yeah. His sister. They're maybe even dating or something. Like they end up Chris Klein and the girl date maybe. Yeah, I think so. But I'm wondering too. Like I think that girl. Oh, I don't know. Maybe the sister sleeps with her behind his back. Maybe, yeah. And then some somehow they get mad. Like she gets mad that he she likes him more than her. Maybe that's the whole reason she starts running in. That general. is the whole reason. Yeah, because she's trying to. She's get very at angry at her brother. Mm-hmm. But her brother like doesn't know that he's angering her. I'm pretty sure. Like he doesn't realize. Well, he, he he probably doesn't know what a lesbian is. He's just a dum dum. Right. Well, I don't. He yeah, doesn't he doesn't it. even know his sister's gay. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. So I'm gonna jump ahead because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know everything, but we get to the the day where election. Yeah, the movie. I'm wondering why Matthew Broderick wants to cheat on the because Matthew Broderick on does cheat on no 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 on the election results. Well, what happens is a number gets stuck in the box and he sees it and throws it away. He th- yes, he throws it in his trash can. He crumbles it up and throws it away. It's a legit. Um, result. It's a, a legit tie, I think, between yes. the all maybe all three of them or just the two. Just the two. And they're going for the recounts, and he and he like turns the box over and finds that one and throws it away. Yes, because he's counting it in class, and he's there's also a couple other students that are counting with him. Yes, we've counted, you know, but there, but there's also like one unaccounted for or whatever. Like right. they figure it out. Right. That one was missing. Yes. And then I think maybe Reese Witherspoon finds like the ripped up ticket. Or the she does. Vote. Because I think she sneaks into his classroom 
and finds it in the trash can. Because mm-hmm. he didn't even try to hide it. Like, she pulls it out and... I mean, if I'm Matthew Broderick, I'm eating that paper. <laughs> You're going to eat it? I'm going to eat it and swallow yeah. it. It's just paper. You don't, you don't want it to come back on no. you. No. Like I do with all my driving tickets. I get a driving ticket. Like I it. get one like every other month. And I just eat it and then no, no repercussions. Isn't that what everyone does? You, <laughs> you, you should just like, as soon as the police officer gives it to you, just eat just it. Just eat it. It's like, oh, thank you. And then they're like, sir, I have a copy of that. <laughs> oh, can I have that too? Oh, thank you. Ooh, not as good as the original. I can definitely taste it as a copy. Yeah. <laughs> a copy of a copy of a... This movie's good. There's a bathroom scene where he like eavesdrops on somebody. Something happens in a bathroom. Also, something happens in... I think maybe Reese Witherspoon eavesdrops oh. on people talking shit about her. Or maybe there's something like written about her in one of the stalls. Yeah. Over the being like a big deal. I'm not really recalling it, but yeah. I'm I'm sure that it happens. There's also something that happens in the faculty lounge. I think they all like really hate Reese Witherspoon. Like everybody hates her because she's just a know-it-all bratty brat in all of their classes. Yes. And uh, I know that she like, her mom like encourages her to keep running because she wants to give up. Like there's a scene where she's back at home and she's like crying in her bedroom and her mom comes in and is like, why are you crying? Like what's going on? And, and like kind of like gives her a pep talk and like, you're like, maybe you're taking on too much or, or like, you know, you can do this. Like just basically encourages her to not worry about it too much and, and keep going. This movie does something to me, which makes me like like Matthew Broderick in the beginning and hate Reese Witherspoon, and then they switch a little bit, where yeah. you kind of start to root for Reese Witherspoon because she doesn't really do anything dastardly or like wrong to win or to do anything. I think she does like some like verbal manipulation, or she just like you know panders for votes, but she doesn't do anything untoward well, there... like Matthew Broderick does, ripping up that election uh, vote. There are some and cheating on his wife, right? There are some moments where, like, posters are being ripped down. I think uh, yeah, all he of goes her posters are being, down, like, yeah. defaced. And and even, like, the sister, Chris Klein's sister, rips up a lot of posters herself. Maybe I his, think she's causing but... the controversy. Hmm. I think he probably rips up his, but not hers. Because Matthew right, Broderick right. rips up hers and, like, defaces it. It's like a whole big thing. They come into school one day. Because he, he gets plastered. I think, because the girl won't call him back, so he gets, like, really upset. He was going to leave his wife for that girl, right? There was, like, a whole thing. I, he was just going to sleep with her. I think he falls in love with her. Ends up, like, buying, like, a, a fancy hotel room and, like, setting up a nice thing. He does get a, a motel room. Mm-hmm. And I remember that it is literally the, the motel time and the meetup time is at 3 o'clock. So he's, like, waiting to get done. With school. Yeah. And he, what he does is like a pop quiz or something like that. And like in the middle of the pop quiz, he like, oh yeah, he he like out. hauls ass and he like gets out of it. He goes to set the room up to make it look nice, <clears throat> right? L- lays out the the flowers and right. sets the place up nice. But it's like it's like cheap nice. It's like a three dollar bottle of wine and yeah, just like some cheesy fun in the supermarket. Motel. Yeah, does he run into this lady at the supermarket and like originally? And that's yeah. how he meets her. I'm not sure. She's like an old friend or something like that. I'm not sure what her role is in the film other than to... I'm just going to say she's an old friend yeah. that just... Maybe she tells him like, oh, I just got divorced. Like They a, do sleep like with each other at ago. first, right? But then she doesn't want to continue it. Is that my understanding? I really don't think they actually end up sleeping with each other. I think it's like a... Just leading him on the whole it's time. It's a ploy. Yeah. 
Because what happens is he does the pop quiz, sets up the room, comes back, collects the test, the bell rings, he runs off to uh, to the date, and then she doesn't end up showing up. She um she doesn't end up showing up to the motel room. And so he waits around, and then he goes back home. And as soon as he goes home, both his wife and the girl he was about to cheat on are in his house. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. And this is like, this is it. His marriage just fell apart, which is probably for the best, because I feel like they didn't have any connection whatsoever. I mean, things weren't working out for him. Well, what would he have even gotten if, like... Chris Klein won the election. He and like he did want to leave her wife. He did want to leave his wife, and he thought for sure like this other girl was going to be like an immediate replacement. Mm-hmm. So when everything falls apart, he's got nowhere to go, and that's what leads him onto the path of like destroying things and just being like a maniac who just has to win at something. Yeah. And so that's why he like tears up. I guess the, I don't uh, know what his motivation thing. is. He just hates Reese Witherspoon's character. Yeah. They just yeah, don't like each other. I guess it's yeah, maybe different side, different opinions, different views. Um, maybe she, like, undercuts him a lot. Yeah. He's getting undercut, like, all the time then. Yeah, his he thinks he's really smart and he's got everything figured out, but it, it, the whole movie is just his life unraveling. Right. But he ends up, like, being okay at the end of the film, if I'm not mistaken. Sort of. You you do feel a little bad for him by the end. He ends up finding, like, a different job or doing a different thing. Because I remember the last scene of the movie is him looking on to Reese Witherspoon, like, across yes. a crowded street and her, like, having in... a, su- a successful job of some kind. Yeah. Being a po- politician or something like He's that. He's either in D.C. or New York. I think it might be New York. He's working at a museum now. Yes. So that's why, yeah, he's a history teacher, and then I, I guess, like, this whole election scandal gets him fired from his job. And then, yes, he does end up moving to New York and basically becomes a... Um, yeah, so it's not, like, the worst thing in the world to have a guy. Yeah, it's not terrible. And even he's okay with it. And there there is a bit where he's narrating and he says, like, you know, I, I saw her across the way. She's, like, a successful senator now. But, you know, I didn't have any hard feelings about it, and I moved on. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he did move on from, from that whole incident. Yeah, and he uh, he should have started Night at the Museum, because it would have been a great um been amazing. If those movies existed in the same universe. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looks like Ben Stiller, you know? Like, yeah. They could have done this. He could have been fine. Yeah. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, a scrawnier version. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ben Stiller is buff. Isn't that weird? It's he just works out a lot. He just likes working Isn't out. Weird, I think. Though? Like Ben Stiller being like five foot one. He's buff. Buff. Is af. buff. He's buff. Af. If you go to uh, uh, just watch Dodgeball, it's underdog story. He's got them yeah, guns. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Anytime yeah. he pops his shirt off in a film, you're like Ben Stiller. What are you doing with those abs? Damn, Ben. Put those abs back on the shelf. Those are for some other actor. <laughs> <laughs> those aren't for you, comedian. <laughs> comedian, funny guy. We could do a Ben Stiller movie on this podcast. Sure, let's what we remember about Reality Bites. I never saw it. <laughs> He's buffing that movie. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he talks on a car cell phone in that movie. The only other movie we've done with him is oh, we've done two Mystery Men and um, Cable Guy, I guess. That's right. Well, yeah, Cable Guy is a, a kind of sort of situation. I think uh, Chris Klein ends up. He doesn't win, but he's okay with that. He goes back to playing football. His sister, I'm pretty sure, ends up with that girl. That's nice for her. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon, she does really well. Matthew Broderick is is the one who kind of... The movie's based very much in reality. Or it's like 
these little events, these like little trivial things, like they do matter to you at, at the time or whatever. But the stakes aren't large enough where like the world's gonna end or someone's life is gonna get destroyed. Okay, it's just yeah. like a segment in your life where it's like, oh, these things are happening and things aren't going my way. Right. That was a bad year in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a humanistic story. Yes. And yeah, the, the everything sta- feels the real. The stakes aren't like huge, but for the individual character, they they probably are. Yeah, I don't get like. I remember I had a, a school president, and, like, he never, like, did anything. I never, like, yeah, I don't know what school presidents I actually know. do. I, I feel like every time someone ran, they always said, I'm going to make sure that we all have free ice cream all the time, and that never <laughs> happened. Never once has free ice cream been given out to a school student because of a president. <laughs> I remember our class president my senior year. She got pregnant immediately, and then I think she left school, <laughs> like, right after that. <laughs> She didn't like, serve her term. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, she didn't serve out her term. Jeez. She got impeached. Does that happen? <laughs> can I don't I, think can so. a class president be impeached? I don't know. Hmm. I do. I definitely remember like voting for roles and stuff, and it was just like all the popular kids' names on the ballots, and I was like, I don't care. Yeah, and none of this matters. And they get voted in. It's like, what does this mean? I don't think I. I probably only voted for a class president back in like sixth grade, and they. I don't. I'm like, they must do nothing. <laughs> Ours just collected, like, a bunch of money for, I think, our, like, f- anniversaries, like a five- and ten-year one, but then yeah. nobody showed up to them, so all the money just got spent on, like, booze that nobody drank and food that nobody ate. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a student council, but I I think they just kind of plan senior events. It's dumb. Yeah. And then, like, there's a gift that they give to, no, the juniors gave a gift to the seniors. Oh, my God. This is dumb. That's really dumb. We're, we're about to get into you this. You get like a hedge. You get like a hedge in front of your school. <laughs> this is from the class of 2007 to 2006. <laughs> Enjoy your heritage. You're like, you son of a bitch. This is my senior year. I'm done. <laughs> what do I care about that? You all, you get to drive by your school and see this anytime you want to. And remember that they have the hedge. That... No! Yes, the no! Two God, I remember us having that specific thing where we planted a bunch of plants in the in the garden in the front yeah. of our like schools. Like, ooh, you can come back and rem-. hostesses, they would grow all year round. Like, come back and know that you put those there. I was like, I don't care. What am I gonna drive past my old school thinking about that? What the hell does that do for me? Great, they look great. <laughs> Um, election. Erection. I think this is a good is, movie. Isn't there like a little undertone of Reese Witherspoon being like sexual or like wanting to like use guys? She like, she like wants to use guys. She knows the, the ways of like ma- political manipulation, right? Where she like oh, teases. Oh, of course she does. Yeah. I don't know if she ever uses that. She never uses her sexuality in any way in the movie. I thought she did at some maybe point. Maybe she does. Maybe she does that to Matthew Broderick. In a way. Does she do that to me? I don't think so. I was thinking more of like Chris Klein, but I could be wrong. I'm going to say I think she does that to Matty B. Okay. He's definitely... Puts uh, him in a very weird position if that does happen. Well, she's very cute. She's just underage. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, as an actor, she's not, so whatever. Yeah, and it's hard to tell what age Matty B is. Whoa, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) He could be 17 still. He's never been kissed. (laughs) <laughs> Isn't that the premise of that? Bringing that back full circle? What is the premise to never been kissed? I think she works for like a newspaper and goes undercover to figure out something that's happening in a school. 
I think she works for a newspaper and she never that. wait. I said I'm saying I said that. And she already. never got You're the just kiss. Reiterating. No, don't her, do this. Don't her do sweetheart. Maybe it was like an awkward moment on a carnival ride where she yeah. went for the kiss, oh, but he barfed. He, he barfed. <laughs> <laughs> he barfed. They shoot the head all those hot dogs and cut <laughs> Brother. I thrown up a carnival one time. Did you really? Mm-hmm. So what? What uh, you know what, what the ride was? Was it a Ferris wheel or nope. was it the the was it the um the cyclone one the Somewhat. gravitron? Not that one. <laughs> was it? It um, was. It was uh, Ferris wheel carts. I'm not forgetting what the name of that ride is, but you're essentially in like eggs, like big dome domed eggs, and it's and swirling, you, and you, you swirl in you a swirl circle around. Yeah, and the and the whole thing like moves on like a wavy platform. Yeah, and does you know that does ride? it like What's side that? to side? Does it go side to side? Well, you can kind of control like oh. how much it's spinning. Maybe it's called a tilt a whirl. Til- yeah, okay. Is it a tilt a whirl? Uh, yeah, I'll say it's a tilt a whirl. I threw up on a tilt a whirl. <laughs> so did you throw up to the side or did I you throw up throw in a up... trash can? I oh, found afterward. a trash can. Yeah. Okay. But I was like, uh, <laughs> what did you throw up? Did you have like cotton candy? I had a bunch and... of food, I think, right before. Like, a bunch of... Why are you serving like that junk carnival food? People are going to be throwing that up. They know it. They know it. <laughs> See, and you know what they do? They just reserve that throw up food. Oh, jeez. Someone just fished that out of the trash, <laughs> put it back in the deep fryer, and made it again. <laughs> They're like, here's a hot dog. And you're like, that's a bun with throw up on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want it or not? Oh, yeah, I want it. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> it looks better than the other thing. Do you, um, the salt and pepper shaker? Do you have that around here? Salt it was like this. You had these two, look like salt and pepper um, shakers. One was at the bottom and the top. And you'd get in it, and it would just like rotate really fast, and like it would, it would also it would also spin while it rotated. It was like the scariest ride to go on as a kid. Like okay, you'd, you'd like I dare did, kids I, to go on. I it. didn't have that, but there's another thing that's basically a Ferris wheel, but you're inside an enclosed cage. And that thing itself can flip upside down and, and around. Yeah, it's it's a similar thing. That one, that one, and the one I'm talking about got kind of like switched back and forth. But I it was remember like the, it was the dare ride. So we, uh, when I was in high school in the marching band, we went to the state fair, and I was in. I went on a ride on that ride in particular, the Ferris wheel cage, with a senior, and in the middle of a girl or a guy. It was a guy. It was oh. a guy in our, our trumpet line. Oh man! But he was like, he I was, was like, rooting, I was rooting for young Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I almost scored with this guy. <laughs> no, no, but he was like the cool guy senior, like uh-huh. in our trumpet line. Trent. His name was Aaron. <laughs> uh, but anyway, in the middle of this ride, as it's like flipping upside down, he literally reached into his pocket and pulled out a knife, thirty pennies, <laughs> no. and threw them in this cage, and they flew everywhere. That's so dangerous. It was it was very funny. It was very funny. It's like something that a high school person would do. Oh yeah. You know, let's risk our our own lives. I I didn't know what was gonna happen. We're just getting pelted with pennies the whole time? (laughs) Yes. Doesn't sound like fun. I I was like, where'd all those pennies come from? Pennies from heaven. I remember in the Gravitron, they would yell at you, but you'd want to like goof off in there too. Oh yeah, it, it you want to be upside down. You want it the upside down. <laughs> That's the thing people wanted to do, right? But you get yelled at. But it's like he's not going to stop the ride with you upside down. So did you go to the Michigan State Fair? Mm-mm. 
Oh, really? We had a fair, like, a few blocks from my house growing up every year when I was a kid and had all these rides at it. That I'm I bet they're about. all the same rides. I bet it's the mm-hmm. same carnival people it's moving. It's moved around, yeah. Because I remember the Gravitron was full of duct tape on the inside, just holding that thing together. <laughs> that was, like, the coolest ride, though. It was. It, was it had all fun. the lights, and, like, the, the guy in the middle was, like, a DJ, like, <laughs> rocking you out. Welcome to the Gravitron. I am DJ Michael. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't have a cool DJ name. It was the 90s. You didn't have to. <laughs> DJ Michael was cool enough. You're like, oh my god, is that a DJ? <laughs> Never seen one of those. We're going to be rocking out to the cranberries. <laughs> zombie, zombie. Buckle up, we're going for a spin. Now, uh, you mentioned the cranberries. Did you know that yeah, the died. lead singer died today? Yeah, that's why it was in my head. Yeah. It was in my head. head. In my head. Now people know they can date the podcast recording now. Good job, Andy. Well, we sometimes do that. <laughs> we always talk about current, uh, current events. We hold up a newspaper live on audio for people to look at. Like, why do we do that every podcast? doesn't make sense. Visual joke. For a podcast. Oh. I liked the egg scrambler. That was my favorite one. Tell me about the egg scrambler. It wasn't as scary. It was like three seats, and it um it had three separate rods, and each rod had three seats on it, and it would just spin in a circle, and then you would also spin in like the opposite way, and you would just get scrambled like an egg. Yes. Okay. I like that one, too. It's very fun. Mm-hmm. The other one that I like that's always scary is the pirate ship that goes I like the pirate all ship the way up and all the way They had that one back. on Bablo Island. That was my yeah. first like spooky spooky ride I went on. That one's very scary because you're there's just a bar that you can hold on to and you yeah. literally feel like you're gonna fall out. That was the fun of it. Kids would die. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made it exciting. Well, let's roll the die on this one. <laughs> All these precautions and like stopping rides nowadays to check things out. Yeah. No. Set it out. Let's go. Well, they have to because people died last, what was it, two years ago in Ohio? I don't know. People die all the time from stuff like that, right? Well, they were on one of those rides and literally like the whole cart just fell off in the air and people came plummeting to the ground. Well, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it sounds horrifying. Did you see the documentary about that carnival slash like fun park? It might have just been called like fun park or something like that. And it was, like, no. the most dangerous rides ever. And, like, people would always get, like, seriously, seriously hurt on them. But they'd keep going on them because they were just so much fun. It was just, like, getting on, like, an inner tube and just, like, flying off a ledge into, like, a lake or whatever. Was, what? I think it was called, like, Fun Park or Fun... Oh, my God. I'll, I'll look it up in part two but I'll, and I'll post a documentary. But it's, like, it looks like the most fun you could ever have. I think I'm going to go see this before I watch Election. Election, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there another ride where it's just a uh, you're sitting in a chair and knives get thrown? There was this so much like dangerous, scary rides that should not exist, and like regulations just yeah. were out the window. Yeah, they couldn't get the Six Flags guy for this one. <laughs> <laughs> there was like loops that were just impossible to like make, and people would just fall and get hurt all the time. But it would be like the best park. Like the documentary goes through all the people that used to go to the park, and they all have fond memories of how great it was like nobody's talking about anyone getting hurt they're just talking about how great it was like the wild west of theme parks (laughs) 
all the people that they're interviewing have like one eye and like <laughs> one arm. They're all maimed in some some sort of <laughs> way. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> There's all this like one specific ride that just maimed your left eye and like all these people went on it. Like, why do you keep going on this ride? Well, can I get maimed once? <laughs> I can't get my maimed my I maimed twice, you know? <laughs> I still got one eye, so I'm still technically winning. What, am I going to lose the left one again? I don't think so. It's already gone, baby. I'm going on this ride. <laughs> oh, man. That sounds fun. <laughs> it's, a, like, one, it's a great documentary. <sighs> Which election kind of feels like it's supposed to be. Yeah. And that's how we're going to... That's my segue to the end. <laughs> Good. Great job. It feels like you're, uh, you know, someone's documenting everything. A year in the life of this high school's election period. Yeah, I think this... You, you're making a good point. Why don't they just write a simple storyline? Like, yeah. something that feels just like Real. quaint America. Mm-hmm. That's it why doesn't I, have to be superheroes. No. Just a bunch of kids looking for a dead body, you know? Just like a regular old story that you can tell. Yeah, why not? I don't know. I don't know why not. <sighs> I don't know why not. I don't know either. I don't know. Let's go watch Election. People! People! Who cares about this stupid election? We all know it doesn't matter who gets elected president of Carver. Do you really think it's going to change anything around here? Make one single person smarter, or happier, or nicer? The only person it does matter to is the one who gets elected. The same pathetic charade happens every year, and everyone makes the same pathetic promises just so they can put it on their transcripts to get into college. So vote for me, because I don't even want to go to college, and I don't care, and as president, I won't do anything. The only promise I will make is that, if elected, I will immediately dismantle the student government so that none of us will ever have to sit through one of these stupid assemblies again. Welcome to the Pick Flick Podcast. We watched election. If you were going to vote for someone, who would it have been? Um, Tracy Flick. No, uh, Chris uh, Klein. Uh, Meltzer. Mel Meltzer, yeah. What was Paul his name? Mel- Metzler. Paul Metzler, or Tammy Metzler. Tammy, Tammy, <laughs> Tammy. What's going on there? I don't know. I stuttered. <laughs> so this movie's an MTV movie. Yeah, one of the first ones, not the first. That was Joe's apartment. That was Joe's apartment, <laughs> which <laughs> is a movie we need to talk that. about. <laughs> well, I'd, yeah, and like Beavis and Butthead was number two. That seems a little off. Wonder how like one beat the other, but. Oh wow! Yeah. Joe's apartment's a fun little flick. And I like MTV movies, I think. I was looking through a bunch of them. It's like, I like some of these films. Yeah, what else was on there? Um, the big ones were Hustle and Flow. Whoa, MTV movie. Uh, um, Murder Ball and the Jackass films, of course. Of course. Um, Zoolander was on there. Wow. Blades I... of Glory. Oh. <laughs> these are like wows and misses. The uh... last movie was Project Almanac, which came and went. I didn't know what the hell that was. Are so they still making MTV it. movies today? 2015 was Project Almanac. Okay, they're taking a break. I mean, if they, I mean, they'll make another Jackass movie. They'll just have to, they have to, right? That's like yeah. burning money. 
they're they're legally obligated to make another yes. one. Yes, with every five to ten years, a new Jackass movie has to come out, or they yep. find footage that they just didn't release yet. It's like a two-pack album. Yeah, it's like a two-pack Shakur album, <laughs> and a pact with the devil. <laughs> they will keep making these. Um, uh, a weird weird moment in my life. Um, I went to the theaters to see Beavis and Butthead do America at probably the age of nine or ten, somewhere in there. I think that was maybe too early, <laughs> a little too, too early, a little too young. <laughs> I, I think I saw it in theaters. So I must have been twelve. I think I like my brother. Like, like yeah, got, got me in. It's a. I mean, it was the nineties. Yeah. It was. It was still like racier. You know, there's some like animated uh, violence and cleavage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in election. Hmm. Yeah. So, what were the big moments that we really missed? Because the I think friend slept with Tracy. The friend Flick. sleeping with Tracy was a huge moment we missed. Yeah. We thought we knew she was doing something like sexy or sexual to somebody or somewhere. But we forgot that it was just another co-worker, another, uh, he was like a, a He was scientist? like a, he was a science teacher. Science teacher? Yeah. And he was also part of the photo club. He was a, yeah, or like the senior yearbook club or something, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Anyway, the, before the movie starts, we get like a little moment where, uh, we learned that the previous year he fell in love with Tracy and they had an intimate relationship and, and she kind of looked still like. Still looks up to him. Yeah, but it was just very one-sided. It was. He's uh, he was infatuated with her. Right, and she was just in it for the fl- the fling of it. Yeah, in it for the flick. <laughs> just wanted to. Flick so it I and... mean, you had to go there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You want... <laughs> what were you gonna say? You wanted to flick it? Well, I was gonna say flick it and dick it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he probably did that. But he, so, uh, but that that's his like... wife plays another crucial character in this film she yeah she's the lady that Matthew we knew there was a lady but we forgot her relation yeah but also well he cheats on his wife with her right that's well there's some questionable things he didn't actually end up cheating yeah they bang on the floor it's implied no they they were kissing mm -mm, nope it's implied that they bang there i don't think they did i'm telling you i don't think they did i'm telling you because she says it was just like a mistake or whatever and it wouldn't just be like a kiss would be like a mistake in my well, mind. If they already banged mm-hmm. on the floor, why go through all the trouble of setting up? Because you want to keep banging. Room? What do you mean? You just <laughs> want to bang you... one time? But what? No, I'm saying, why would you go through the trouble of setting up a motel room to, to do this? To make a nice little event happen in your life. Haven't you ever had a Valentine's Day bang? No, she a says. Marathon, a session. I think that they just kissed, nope. and then Mm-mm. it was time nope. for him to go to school, and then nope. she said, <laughs> why don't you get that motel room like you talked about? I don't think they banged mm, before. I do. I'll have to rewatch it, but I'm pretty sure this is another Top Gun moment. This is. <laughs> where we, you're making rape mountains out of no. rape molehills. <laughs> I mean, arguably and these in are consensual some way, mountains. I'm defending Matthew Broderick for cheating on his wife. You which are. Is, which well, is kind whose of side are you on here? <laughs> I, I'm just saying I'm telling you the facts <laughs> of the story. This is what happened in the storyline. Uh, I don't think he actually cheated. He mm. did kiss her. They did smooch. They smooched a whole bunch. They and smooched they, a they whole bunch. They were some grinding. 
there was some dry humping happening. Yeah. And then it cuts away, but I feel like there's implication. It, well, mm, there's I don't insinuation, know. Insinuation, implication. But that logically, they did it. getting the motel room and, Andy, and going through all that trouble just... just does not make sense. <laughs> you can bang a special. The second time can be special too. <laughs> Do you have a motel room? Wouldn't it be more special if you just did it in your own house? Oh, he can't. And he did. <laughs> what? So he suggests to her that they, like jokingly, that they have sex at this hotel. And she's like, stop, don't even say that. She's like, this is not even funny. And that's when their relationship hits the bricks. But suddenly she calls him to come fix her drain. Yes. Fix her drain, if you know what I mean. And, and then she, she gives him a hug. to him. Mm-hmm. Right here. She even says like a sexy thing, which I couldn't hear because it was too quiet. Yeah, she whispered something into his ear. Yeah. This was a ploy, though. It's really was weird. It? I think, I, it, I think was. it was an honest to goodness just change of heart that she had. I don't think she wanted okay, to be malicious it. at first, but it okay. It she when I, he was at school, she rethought her what she wanted, what yeah. she wanted to do. Okay, yeah. I can see it that way too. I wasn't sure if this was something she had planned out because we don't know, mm-hmm. or maybe your way makes more sense. The old bait probably... and switch is what you thought it was. Emphasis on the bait. Yeah, I I don't know because <laughs> she. It's hard to say even what she said to Matthew Broderick's wife because they're both weeping the well, moment yeah. he comes. You could just in, assume that, as like, if he just hey, like he did go all the way, which I think they did, he did. I ugh. so yeah. Then there's no words. It's just like obvious, like this happened. Because if they didn't go all the way, would it it wouldn't have been as bad as it was, right? I'm just it, like smooching or whatever. See, I'm, it's but, a little more forgiving, and that is why. I thought it was planned because it was so dramatic. Yet I felt I didn't know if he actually had sex with her. I think she. I think he. So didn't get that happened. There's okay. I can see. I. <sighs> I think there's arguments to be made for both. I might have just looked away at the wrong moment, and all they were doing was smooching. It's a little bit ambiguous. It is a but... little bit. Anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to think of. Is this logical? Sure. Anyway. Anyway. The movie's couple... really about posters. Sure. When it comes down that's to a it. Big, that's a big moment. Yeah. You gotta advertise if you want to get elected. Right. And it's also about revenge. It is about In a revenge. lot of different ways. And maybe spitefulness. And maybe even envy. Oh, yeah. And, um... All the things resentful. you go through when you're running a, yeah. a campaign. Whoa. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've never... I wouldn't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I imagine with, you know, you got to attack your opponent and you, it's, I mean, there's got to be some like revenge and envy if like you're down in the polls and stuff. Uh, I mean, it just makes sense. I guess so. But you could just have a clean fight, you know? Yeah. I don't think a lot of politicians are clean. Though. I think there's a lot of moments in this movie where people just hit their breaking point and we see a drastic change in character for everybody. And you root and hate people at different times throughout the film. Yes. There's not a clear protagonist. I would. They're s- all I mean, relevant to their to this election. Yeah. Like the election is kind of like the <laughs> antagonist or protagonist. Yes, it is. Like who wins it, right? Yeah. But I quite enjoy that because you don't know who to root for. Right. And it changes a lot. 
And because everyone's a narrator, you get all of their perspectives. Yes, which you like. Yeah, which is great. You like then, when people talk and... It's a little simpler. Things, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're able to see certain people's motivations more directly because you're in their point of view. It's true. How does Tracy Flick see the relationship with the professor? Oh, she'll tell you. <laughs> How does uh, Matthew Broderick see his wife? Oh, he'll tell you. Yeah. How does Chris Klein feel about running the election? He'll tell you. Now you're making this sound bad. <laughs> you're making it sound like weak writing. What is Tammy Metzler's uh, point for running? She'll tell you. Yeah, it's because she is envious of her brother. And well, yeah, that she's girl stole... that she loves yeah. is basically just... Puppy love. Yeah, she's just heart. going behind her back to Movie's make herself... Movie's also about love and just yeah. trying to find the right somebody. Yeah. Which Kevin... Kevin Klein? Chris Klein is the only one that doesn't really find. But sort of with that... I don't know. I think know. he was it's like confusing. okay from the beginning. He didn't really need a character arc. He just, yeah, he was just like just a ball a of clay. Of he was a lump of unmolded marble <laughs> that they could just cut however they want. I mean, I kind of loved how like dumb he was when he gave his speech during the actual yes, election. It was wonderful. It was great. It was, was really funny. He had written a nice speech, but just left out the punctuation yes. and just said all the words in a row. Yeah, it was one big run-on <laughs> sentence. And it just came to an end, and nobody knew. As many of you know, I broke my leg pretty bad this year, and the experience has made me reevaluate what I want to do with my life, and that is help people. When you think about it, a school is more than a school. It's our second home where we spend all our time and grow as individuals and a community. But is our school everything it could be? I want our school to reach its true potential. That's why I'm running for president. I know what it is to fight hard and win, like when we almost went to state last fall and I threw the fourth quarter pass against Westside for the touchdown that won the game by three points. I won't let you down like I didn't then. I promise we can all score a winning touchdown together. Vote Paul Metzler for president. Thank you. I never had to sit through that election yeah. speech thing. I guess that's not a thing, really. I mean, we had pep rallies every now and then, but yeah, maybe they were just for like the sports teams, really, right. not for like a whole election. Is because uh, there's other stuff going on in the school, but we never really get to see what that is. We're so focused just on the election itself. That's right. all that matters to anybody in this film. Yeah, so much so that the movie the is called Election. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. What should we call this movie about this election? Uh, this Varsity Blues, and... another MTV okay, perfect. film. Perfect. <laughs> what do you got what do you got to say um what other thing we the movie's short and sweet it gets to the point it gets out it's yeah. stylized it's shot anamorphic which i love mm-hmm. it looks uh the contrasts are pretty high the darks are dark feels very 90s mm-hmm. just talk about maybe everyone's uh breaking point i know Ta- Ta- tammy no tammy nope the other one they're both t tracy tracy she stays out late working in the photo lab her poster keeps falling down yes she ends up trying to fix it gets up on a big old trash can which was a great scene yeah like a cartoon character she falls off and gets wrapped up in her own poster Mm -hmm. she has a little temper tantrum that was exactly a cartoon scene and they play that navajo joe um song which i love they play in kill bill (laughs) yeah it's like a it's like a lion screaming. <laughs> I love it. Like, and it was like a motif that I think only Tracy ever had. No, Matthew Broderick has it. 
Okay, so mm-hmm. maybe just the two most important characters. Yes, I think there's even, I would guess four usages of it, but I, I could, you know, be tough down to three. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a great motif, and I think Tracy, from the very beginning, she is told that she's going to be a lonely person, and throughout the entire movie, she's just like so focused on this election and being mm-hmm. the best person that she doesn't focus on anything else aside from her like public image the entire time. Yes. <clears throat> Even to the point where she, her like Goody Two Shoes character ends up turning into kind of a monster when her poster when she rips yes. her own poster yeah an accident and then but then she intentionally rips down all the, all other, the other posters, uh, posters mm-hmm. of uh, paul and then she dramatically drives away in an old-timey car kind of scene where there's like a blue like a projection of like a city behind her and she's on a wheel which also <laughs> happens with matthew broderick later in the film yes she is caught by tammy throwing away the posters trying to like dump a body as it were mm-hmm. and that's like a big moment because that's what could get her kicked out of the election yes and she gets she's really worried it. when tammy comes to confess yes. that she knows who did it mm-hmm. and so tracy sits outside of the room and she's peeking under the window and she sees those the the poster inside her backpack yes. inside tammy's backpack they might and even play that song, that song right yeah. there and uh yeah during that moment but tammy tammy fesses up she says that she did it and she yeah. gets thrown out of the election she gets what was her motivation she for gets that? suspended or no she gets uh uh she just kick, get she gets run. kicked out of school oh i does think she? i wonder why she, her motivation for doing that's a little unclear yeah i guess it is <laughs> that's it <laughs> it just is yeah <laughs> yeah it is and then her parents send her to catholic school which so she, she gets loves. exactly what yeah, she wants she gets to be around sexy ladies all day and yeah catholic, catholic school girl outfits yeah it mm-hmm. was the perfect ending for her yeah that's all she wanted was a little <laughs> bit of love in her life everyone just wants a little love yeah but some are more aggressive about it like matthew broderick actively chasing down this lady in the mom jeans that we keep seeing yeah, um, I didn't know why he wanted to go after yeah. her when he had... I don't know. He had a babe wife. Yeah, she, had had, babe, she was okay. He had a babe enough wife. Better than the other girl. Shut <laughs> The other girl was very toothy. <laughs> <laughs> she had protective teeth in front of her teeth. <laughs> I think he just... I mean, he fell in love with her over time after she kicked out her husband, which was Matthew Broderick's best friend. And so he just spent a lot more time with her. And there was an element where his own wife and him wanted to have kids, but it wasn't yeah. working for some reason. Well, they were practicing stuff. They were just trying to uh, to bang it out. And they, didn't they were trying different there. methods. There's a very uncomfortable scene where he's doing her doggy style and keeps seeing visions of Linda at first, and then Tracy yes pops in there. Yeah, and that's when he like a. I like, thought he was on drugs. Anger or bangs, something. <laughs> anger bangs the, the crap out of his wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had some crazy face. I, I mean, and the editing of that was very weird. There's some very shocking, for shocking sakes, language in this film, which I don't know if I appreciate it or not. Ooh. Dave talks about how wet Tracy's pussy is, like in a thing. Yeah. It's like, is, is, is that is a... really what you want to be saying? Is that like, I get right. like, I get the shock value of it. Right, it's kind of edgy. It's nineties. Yeah. It's, it's MTV. It's something that we can you know, use language you can't be... use on television. Right, it might be okay, but, but then it's also story? not quite from the time where, like, we're in 
in the year where teachers are actually doing this. Yes. Which <laughs> is a kids. whole another bag of worms. Yeah. Because I definitely had high school teachers that were known for maybe sleeping with the kids and stuff. Yeah. Like, and it probably happened a lot. I'm sure it happened. And it happens all the time. It wasn't until later that we find out that all of this mm-hmm. comes out. It always makes a news public. story. Yeah. You know. Adam Sandler bangs his hot, you know, teacher. And then he has a kid. And they make a movie called That's My Boy. <laughs> you guys remember that movie? Because <laughs> that happened in that movie. Okay. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Wow. And um, guy who looks like Adam Sandler. Yeah. Younger um, hair. Uh, blonde hair guy? Tony Sullivan. Tony no, Sullivan. Uh, <laughs> Adam <laughs> Sticky Buddy. Adam's, is his name Adam still? Alan No, I think uh, you're right. A- Adam? Uh, Al- the other guy from SNL. What is his name? <laughs> SNL. He's an SNL? And Eddie Stamberg. Andy Stamberg. Andy, Sa- Andy Stamberg. Andy Stamberg. Andy Stamberg. <laughs> That's who it is. Duh. <laughs> That's my boy. That's my boy. So. <sighs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, sure, it's it's a little uncomfortable, especially that wording. But then maybe that's also why MTV made it. I, I don't mean, know. it's like it's gonna be. It's somebody's show to people that to are probably that. around yeah. more her age, and they'll be okay with it. I, I don't know. It's I framed mean, as a joke too, but it's still shocking. Yeah, it's not I don't think we're supposed to like this guy though. Anyway, right? His his ethics are a bit fuzzy. Well, he bangs an underage girl. So yeah, and then he's like, "We're in love." This guy's side. Yeah. Yeah. Ends up just like working at a food store at the end of the film. Yeah, he's the only one that doesn't get quite a happy ending. Maybe Matthew Broderick's wife. We never really see that side, but I don't think it's that big a deal for the just be kissing some lady neighbor. You know, you can get over that. You're trying to have yeah. a kid. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Come on. I, that's why I was weirded out by it being so dramatic. I mean, maybe they did sleep with each other. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I have to say, uh, forgot about Matthew Broderick's bee sting. That really yeah. heightens oh my God. everything in that at the end of the film. Because he, he looks like a crazy monster man. Right. And I loved when he got stung. He was just so sincere about it. He was just like, Jesus! Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe he got really stung by a bee. Maybe he <laughs> method acted that stuff. I don't know. Ow! Ow! Jesus! Oh, fuck! They're like, okay, we're gonna have bees swarming around you, and his—he looked like a monster. Have you ever had a bee sting or a wasp sting or a hornet sting? Oh yeah, a couple times. Yeah. So uh, I've had—I was stung on the butt once. Oh boy. Yeah, and this this bee <laughs> actually went into my pants. It went into your hive. It went into my pants, <laughs> and it stung my butt. And then I literally like fell backwards on onto the ground. Oh boy. Went inside. How old were you? This is actually when I was uh, in ninth grade. Okay. And I went inside and sit down and, and try to like put an ice pack like yeah. in my pants. And Pull I realized that, that something is crawling inside my <gasps> shirt. And I run outside and this bee that already stung me flies away. That was probably... That, uh, that wasn't the last time I was stung. I was stung while I was running in a giant group. Oh, no. It yeah. singled you out. It, it singled a couple people out. You must smell sweet. We we ran past, there was maybe 150 people running, and we passed a bush, 
and someone must have brushed against it, and it was a, a big old wasp nest, and it stung probably about 10 of us. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It happened very, very quickly. Christmas is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, have you never been stung Once, by a bee? Once, I have. Once. I had a swing set out in my backyard. It wasn't a swing set. It was just a swing on a little thing. And But inside of it, it was a pole, and there was a wasp nest inside there. Okay. And I didn't know... And I went out for a nice swing, and then just wasp just poured out of the thing. Yep. And I only got stung by one, luckily. That's that's pretty good. And it was in, but it was in my earlobe. So Ooh. It hurt quite a bit. Did it? Are you, you're not allergic? No. It didn't swell up or anything. No, it just hurt like hell. Yeah. It just like because it's venom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like being burned with like a hot poker. It just really yeah. It just hurts a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I hate bees. Um, <laughs> I don't think I need, well people like bees, yeah, honey and stuff. And well, I mean bee bees are kind of in not endangered, we need but we need those bad boys in danger we right gotta, now. We got to get those bees going. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe the good, good ones. Though, but don't they die when they sting the you? Well, so yeah, honey bees are like that. Mm-hmm. Bumblebees, I think, are pretty tame. They they can tolerate a lot. I like a nice bumblebee. They're yeah, the big fat guys. Bumblebees and honeybees are great. Around. I think the wasps and the hornets they don't really. They probably I don't clean think they up serve bugs. as much of a purpose. They probably clean up little bugs or whatever. Yeah, I mean certainly in the grand scheme of things they probably do a lot. That's why they're still here. It's a lot of wasp talk and bee talk on this podcast. <laughs> I I think getting stung by a bee is pretty traumatic. Yeah, and the eyeball, forget it. Not on my life F- would I want that. F that maybe maybe the tongue would be like the only other worst thing that seems like a bad spot what about on... yeah say it <laughs> <laughs> the bottom of your foot yeah, that happens your, all the time people your pinky toe, and toe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and that happens like it's kind of out of the, the blue but end? it's good because it's just like wow that just happened that felt like a very real moment and this movie feels real. It feels like a high school in the 90s. Yeah, and it's maybe foreshadowing a little bit that he got stung because he's about Ooh. to get stung oh, when he goes home. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets stung when he gets found out for destroying those boats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He gets he gets stung to the point where he offers his resignation. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, how bad is it really to like... Two votes for like a high on, school president... On. Come on, people. I mean, we talked in part one. Is like, Matthew what Broderick do really high doing like the do? worst things here? I mean, the other guy screwed an underage girl. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it in relative terms in the film, huh? We need to draw the roads, <laughs> not the lines, but the roads. And where in the road do you have to be to escape tragedy? <laughs> I feel as though we, we need to know more about how much Matthew Broderick cheated. because Oh, come on. There, there are some minor crimes happening and some major crimes happening, and they're all treated like major crimes. Wow, that sounds, sounds like 2017, Andy. No, well, I'm it's saying... 2018. I'm, I didn't say which one's one which. One crime's just as bad as the other one, I'm huh? saying apparently ripping down Get some posters is a major crime. It gets you expelled out of school. Yeah, okay? I'm just saying we need to draw the line. There is no line. It's just don't be on the road. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Is that if you're if you were ever on the road, 
You just want to hide the fact just, that you were ever on the road. Just, just, just be like, I don't even know what a road is. I don't what even own a car. Do? Why should you take a I want road? to work every day. I take the bus. <laughs> I don't know where it's going. I'm not sure what road it's on. <laughs> where we're going, we don't need roads. Because if we do... We're going to get in trouble. We're going to get in a lot of trouble and yeah. not be able to make a movie or a TV show Yeah, again. I can't be sued again. <laughs> I will say this movie is both very fun, mm -hmm. but also it just kind of drowns into the pool of 90s movies. Yes. Where I don't think anyone's going to really revisit this very much. Right. There's no lasting impact. It's just like a fun little piece of candy. Yeah. That you take in and you're like, oh, I saw, I've seen Election. That's a fun little film. I yeah. remember that being good. Yeah, there's no like, lasting no. impact. Like Joe's apartment. Yeah, that one had... I mean, there's cockroaches. Lasting. Come on. And they talk. Yeah. Why would you want that? <laughs> it's got Jerry O'Connell. No one's making that movie today. People are going to make election every other year. There's going to be an election. <laughs> We've been at Joe's apartment in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear they're doing Joe's apartment too? <laughs> are they? Jerry O'Connell's still what? looking fine. He's still a great ripe age. Yeah. He works out. What is he, like 25? Get those cockroaches back in there. <laughs> <laughs> they're funny. <laughs> Lewd, crude, they're like 60s businessmen, those cockroaches. I probably rented that movie like five times <laughs> from Blockbuster. It, it was so fun. I think I even rented it within the last like 10, 12, 15 years. When's, how long has Blockbuster been closed? <laughs> it's such a stylistic film, and that's kind of what MTV tried to do because there are similarities between this and like zoolander i'd say in terms of look maybe sure. not tone or mood those are dependent on alexander payne you know what he wants to do which he yeah he directed wrote some of this film yeah which he's a big uh oscar guy now yeah loves wieners <laughs> hey -oh. first time making that joke ever <laughs> join us for our oscar special which we probably already had are we doing an Oscar special? Probably, but we probably already did it because this episode was going to come out after the Oscars. Yeah, so don't use this audio. <laughs> <laughs> no, this will be a cliffhanger to like go back and revisit what maybe you had missed. Yeah. Or I don't know. I don't care. Do you watch all Oscars the Oscars? Uh, the movies? Yeah. I mean, like all the the best picture Oscars. Yeah, some, maybe sometimes. Okay, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a few. I, I, wa I watch the ones that interest me. Yeah. I'm not going to watch The Post. If you're asking me. Yeah. Skipping it. I, I, I would skip that one, too. I'm skipping The Even Post. I like Spielboig. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> what, you think I was going to catch on that quick? <laughs> Come on. You're very quick. We, we have a, a rapport here. Yeah, we do. <laughs> it's very special. <laughs> I do want to see the new Denzel movie. Oh, yeah. Fences? No. That's no, that's last year. Training Day. Okay. The uh the Phantom Thread. No, I saw that. Was that good? We'll talk about it in the Oscars special. We could talk about it then. Okay. Yeah. The way you're looking is you have thoughts. So I have a I'll lot of thoughts. Them. Yeah, they're not good or it's not a good or bad look. It's just thought a thoughtful I have, look. I have many thoughts. You have a thoughtful on look on this Phantom film. Thread. No, it's it's called like something, something Israel J. Esquire. Oh, I have no idea. It's I it's a, like a political drama. drama. He, he he plays, plays some, some kind of. I don't. He's like a lawyer or something like that who probably comes across some drug money. I want to see gets... the Lady Bird. I want to see Florida Project. I want to see Three Billboards. So I heard from our friend. Uh huh. That Three Billboards is three, three questionable. Billboards? Three Billboards. 
there, there's some questionable characters in that movie. Sure. I mean, they casted uh, Frances McDermott, so. Oh, I hear she's great. She is great. I like her a lot. Yeah. What's the Florida Project? Florida Project? The Florida Project? <laughs> it's by the people who made Tangerine, which was that big, weird movie that came out a few years ago that was oh, shot on yeah. iPhones that you couldn't stand. Yeah. But it's... Uh, I almost got through the opening credits. W- Willie Defoe's in it, and it's about like a family growing up in Florida. Florida. And uh, I know it ends with like a Disney World scene, but and, and I know it's sad. That's all I know about it. Okay. Willem Dafoe is a nice guy, and I I like nice, nice guy, guy gone bad, nice guy, nice guy, nice guy, nice guy all day. Yeah, all day nice guy. I like nice guy Willem Dafoe. He's only a nice guy in like Boondock Saints. And, no, uh, he's not nice guy. He's that. nice guy. He helps out at the end. He dresses <laughs> up like that lady. Wait, what? Have you seen this film? <laughs> I don't remember he that. He ends up being a good guy. He like sees the the um the motivation and intention of the people that are killing the other people. Like they're only killing bad guys. Mm-hmm. And Willem Dafoe like sees that, and he j- actually joins and helps them. Willem Dafoe's character in that movie is incredible. Oh my gosh! He's like orchestrating. Oh my gosh! He's <laughs> at the crime scene, he's like talking about everything but be... election. Here. I know. There's nothing <laughs> but... really more to talk about about election. But Boondock Saints is a lot to talk about. That's a good film. Yeah, it's a good old Tracy flick. See, I figured it out. There it is. I brought this back. Baby, <laughs> I want my baby back. Uh, so and th- yeah, the movie ends. Sure, as most movies do. <laughs> as most movies do, but this ends positive. Beginning, it, it, Matthew it Roderick is uh, on the up, up and up. He's even got a lady friend. Yeah, and he's I got th- a jab. He's got a jo bay. His perspective is like it. He just brushed it off his shoulders and yeah, kept going. That's what you do. Yeah, he moved to New happy. York and just. Threw it all away and restarted his life. Yeah. I mean, he, he has a job that he loves. He's got uh-huh. an apartment that costs a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Found someone new. Yeah. Who's just as plain as the other girl. Just as plain. <laughs> Maybe even sisters, for all I could tell. <laughs> just with a little bit longer hair. And uh, Tracy Flake's working for some politician some boy. representative, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, She's uh, going exactly where she meant to go. We don't know where Chris Klein ended up, do we? Where did he go? He went Paul to Metzler. he went to college, uh-huh. and he had awesome rockin' parties, which is what he said. Yeah. And he always kind of wondered what would have happened if he actually did win the election. Oh, probably nothing. <laughs> but he <laughs> was very excited because there's a moment where he is the winner because they don't find out the votes yet. Yeah. And he has all these big plans with Matthew Broderick. He's excited for it. Yes. He didn't know it was something that he wanted, but it was. And then it got taken away from him. It did. But he was okay with it. I mean, yeah, he's a big He was dumb. okay with it for the whole time. He's an airhead, so, you know. Yeah. And there were some moments where I felt that we were not really supposed to like Tracy all that much. Yeah. Which, I, I, I mean, it was obvious. But she... Right before they announced the winner, she kind of assumes that she's going to win because mm-hmm. she was sort of told that with a hand gesture. Right. She, she and peeks. So and that's, that's also what motivates him to throw the votes away. Mm-hmm. It's her peaky peeking. Yes. Like, I don't want this peaky peeker to win. Yes. He throws the votes away. And then she says to Paul, Chris Klein, you know, regardless of what happened during this campaign, you run a very good campaign. And I wish you the best. 
and she's lying. Um, she's not being truthful there. And Paul even votes for her. Yes. Because it didn't feel right to vote for yourself. It would have been a tie otherwise. Yeah, it would have been a perfect tie. But he did a very admirable thing. But I think it was wrong. Come on. Vote for yourself. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, if you believe in yourself, you vote for yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. I had one question before we sign off. Okay. If you were running for class president, yes. what would be your slogan? And I have it for you if you don't have one, because I was thinking about it today. You can think of one for me while you're thinking. Your slogan for you is, uh, let Andy give you a handy. Vote oh. for Andy. <laughs> I mean, it's a little wordy. Um, get a handy from Andy on election day. Get a handy from Andy. <laughs> what, what? And then I'm, I, like, everyone's like just, showing up and I'm just like shaking their hands. Shaking their and they're hands, like, you yeah. son of a bitch, you lied to me. <laughs> like, I didn't come up with the slogan my campaign manager did. Get a handy from Andy. On I don't know what it means. <laughs> on June 23rd. <laughs> Handy. He's giving out handies to everybody. Handy day. <laughs> Join us next week for an episode of Andy Loves Chips. Can't wait another week? Sign up for our Patreon and get early access to episodes of Andy Loves Chips. On our next What Remember episode, the movie we're talking about has the tagline, A New Adventure is Born. Let us take you to the land before time. George Lucas and Steven Spielberg present a Don Bluth film, The Land Before Time. Long ago, when the Earth was new, five friends lost and alone took an incredible journey. You want to go with me? Yeah! Through a land of wonder. And a land of danger. I hope he doesn't eat any of you. Wait, this way. From the creators of an American tale comes a story of friendship. Do not stop. We must stay together. Courage. And laughter. <laughs> From Universal Pictures. Some things you see with your eyes. Others you see with your heart. A new adventure is born. The Land Before Time.